Hello, 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 my little legend seekers. Welcome to season two, episode five of the Traditional Legends podcast, the podcast series where we talk about the history behind myths and legends. I am Brandy and I am with John in Boxwood House in Romney, West Virginia. And in today's episode, we will be talking about the legends of Connecticut. 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 Yep, we're still chilling out up here in the uh, <clears throat> New England states. Yeah, yeah. And what a beautiful, uh, beautiful fall it is. Autumn, autumn, autumn. Yes. I love autumn. You know, I know around here the, the leaves are almost falling off. So it's. Yeah, uh, it's a little naked. Yeah, it's about that time. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, well, but, you know, I mean, hey, everyone's getting their fat pants out now, getting ready for the end of the month and um, screaming that it's November, not Christmas. (laughs) I hope the time change is doing you well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. At least it's, you know, fall instead of spring. So that's true. I mean, here's the thing. Studies have been shown. I mean. We, we shouldn't be doing the time change anyway, because for our health, it is actually bad for our health. Studies have well, yeah. shown doing this time change back and forth. And trust me, my cats don't get it. They don't understand. Yeah, well, you know. the thing of it is, the thing of it is, okay, and, and it's not the fact that everyone does it at the same damn time. Yeah, they don't. They it's don't. like, it's like everyone, I even looked, I even looked, it is so ridiculous I even looked at the uh, just the the time zone map of mm-hmm. the United States, and there is a butt out of a few counties mm-hmm. that abide by um, Pacific Standard Time instead of Central Standard or Mountain Standard Time. So, <laughs> if you if you live in those counties, I feel sorry for you because you're changing time. Yeah. It is so And, and what if you work weird. in a different county and then Yeah. Well So like I think it's I think it's up in I think it's up in like Wyoming or, or one of the Dakotas or something mm-hmm. like that. When you go along the Pacific Standard Time and Mountain Standard Time line, it butts out. It just goes out into another Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. It's well, ridiculous. Well here's what's funny. You know, everyone's like Oh my gosh, it's the return of the dark, miserable time. <laughs> Meh. So in response to this, I looked it up. The sunniest spot like in the United States is Yuma, Arizona. It averages roughly around 13 hours of daylight during the summertime and 11 hours during the wintertime. And okay. um, so I posted this on Facebook because, you know, everybody likes to get on there. and <laughs> So a friend of mine, she was like, hey. And guess what? Arizona doesn't do the time change. <laughs> Are you serious? Really? So yeah, there, there you go, right there. Um, yeah. And then and then uh, I I work with uh, a lot of uh, colleagues in Europe, mm-hmm. and they change their clocks like two or three weeks before we do. So having having meetings with them throws off the time totally because. We're still stuck in the uh, the the hour ahead. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, already trying to figure out European time versus exactly. American time, and now add in. <laughs> oh it was my ridiculous. gosh! It's, it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. You know, we're, one day we're gonna have to do the myth of time. Yeah, you know, because here's the thing, y'all: time doesn't actually exist. It's yep, just yep. a social construct to keep us going to work and going to school. Woo-hoo! 
Yeah, well, sunrise, sunset. It's good. Yeah, that that's We're exactly good. it. So uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some uh, numminess in um, Connecticut. In Connecticut. 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 Let me tell you, Connecticut is um, interesting. Yeah, thank you, thank you. That's the word. I had no idea because I, you have, you know, I always thought, and this was like, you know, before geography and everything like that. <laughs> um, I always thought Connecticut was a little bit north. You know, I thought it was above Massachusetts. You know, here here's a funny thing. I I feel like those states up there move. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But um, yeah. I've been to Connecticut several times, um, you know, and yep. uh, I, I, it's it's a great little area. It's a great, uh, Beautiful. but it has it, what I think it does is it 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 gets overshadowed by New York City a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is going on. Well, I think also it gets overshadowed by Vermont. People going up to see the leaves change, get some maple syrup. Yeah, yeah. You know, things like that. So I almost feel like Connecticut is um, Jan going, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's the middle sibling. The, the middle sibling. The middle sibling, yeah. you know. That's, that's it. That's definitely <laughs> in between Massachusetts and, and New York State or New York City. So, oh, yeah. fabulous. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for you guys. But anyway. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, let's let's get to the melon heads. The melon heads, the melon not to heads. be confused with the '90s band Blind Melon, or the uh, or the candy. Oh yeah, yeah, melon heads. I don't know if it was melon heads or no the lemon heads. Yellow. Lemon heads. That's it. Lemon heads. I know this because um, <laughs> my brother in law. Uh, I came out of the bathroom one time after taking a shower, and I had my hair wrapped up in a yellow towel. Uh-huh. And he takes one look at me, and he goes. You look like the Lemonheads guy. <laughs> and that was it. Like at Easter, he actually went out, bought everybody candy, and he bought me a box of Lemonheads nice. because at one time I had a yellow towel around my head. <laughs> so the Melonheads, really, really cool story. Dude, wow. Right? So initially, uh, some say that it was um, a colonial era family from mm-hmm. the Shelton Trumbull area that was banished due to witchcraft. Right. And they were cursed, and that yeah. followed him. Here's the thing with the melon heads, and this is what gets me. Did you read the description of what they look like? Oh, yeah, small humanoids. With large heads. Yeah, with, with mellow yellow heads. No, no, with bulbous heads. Bulbous, bulbous heads. Bulbous. What does that sound like to you? Right, right. Yeah. You think? If Grace. I could whistle and do Aliens. like an alien sound, <laughs> I totally yeah. would. When, when I heard of humanoids, I'm like... Uh, so it's an alien. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. A, dimin- a diminutive humanoid, about three feet tall, with a large bulbous head. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, those right. are called aliens. Exactly, exactly. So interesting, very interesting story. Um, it happens all throughout these wooded territories of mm-hmm. Connecticut. Yeah, whatever wooded territories are left in Connecticut. But, but anyway, here's what's interesting. Within Ohio and Michigan, they've also seen yeah. these creatures. Yeah. And we all know what Ohio's famous for. All sorts of aliens. Yeah, alien stuff. Aliens and UFOs. But here's the thing, too. Um, all right. So if this goes back to the colonial era, all right, let, let's yep. take a yep. step back here. These legends of the Melonheads go back to the colonial area, era. If indeed we are dealing with 
alien creatures, that would signify a um, a close encounter style story yeah. dating back to approximately the 1600s. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, they were even they were even talking uh, strange lights in the sky uh, during right. you know the revolutionary periods. Uh, you know, exactly. even even into. Uh, probably the 1600s too. So, well, it's been said Christopher Columbus saw strange lights in the sky on yeah. his um, voyage to America. Yep. Um, so the or America, <laughs> yeah, the Caribbean. Yeah, the, the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, he didn't come here. America. Fun fact, histor- historian here. It's actually named for America Vespucci. Yep. Yep. So if you didn't know that. Look it up. And probably found it below before that by uh, Vikings! Vikings and, you know, back in the 10th century, maybe even, you know, I don't know, even before then. Exactly. But, I mean, so I would say these melon heads are... Aliens, yeah. Alien beings. I'd say that, too. You know, and then uh, as time moves on, um, there was a mental asylum. Uh Uh-huh. So some people think that... um, it was it, it, people that had encephalitis or like water on the brain. Oh yeah. Uh, wait, encephalitis. That's not the right word. Hydrocephalus. Okay. So it's it's water on the brain. Yeah. So people thought that maybe it was that, but I think that kind of just reflects the fears of those who were in asylums. Yep. Or may have yep. looked different. Um. Some people say that it was. Again, back to the 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 family from the Shelton Trumbull era, um, there was nobody around, so it was a result of inbreeding. Okay, well, you got you got these families that are blue, you know, so right, right, the Kentucky blue yeah, people, the Kentucky blue you people. Know, so you got um, you got a number of different, you know, articles. But I, I kind of I kind of find it funny that um, a lot of these wooded territories actually mm-hmm. have a quote unquote Dracula Drive. How crazy, dude! I one hundred percent want to live on yeah, a road I know, called right? Dracula but Drive. There, there is no Dracula Drive, people. It's just a m- mythical what name for a dr- like a like a uh, a drive, a spooky, yeah, spooky area. drive. Well, see, here's the thing: all these legends of the melon heads take place on <gasps> a secluded. Rustic single lane dirt road. Yep. Through the woods. Yep. Gee, let's think about that. Aliens. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> Aliens. I mean, realistically, come on. Our government's finally coming out and going, oh, yes, they are real. And everyone re- everyone reacted like, oh, yeah. Well, let's go. Okay. Yeah. Duh. It's about time. Thanks. Okay. Right. Now we gotta go grocery shopping. Yeah. So <laughs> we gotta go grocery and yeah. uh, damn damn groceries are so expensive now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've they, been pay, seeing... they pay more attention to the damn groceries than they do aliens. Well, because uh, that's the bigger thing. This this is what we have to deal with day to day. Aliens, it's like, all right, they can watch us all they want. Yep. Yep. They start bringing me food. Cool. I'm gonna pay a little more attention to them. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's that's really cool. Uh, a really cool story, mm-hmm. and it's it's up to this day. Like they, some say they. Uh, okay, so uh, I read an article that was dated twenty twenty one. Okay, that's that, recent. Um, that's recent. Yeah, that some say they are cannibals eating. 
I did eating see, I little did see that. rodents and cats and all that. Anyway. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, you're out in the middle of the wilderness. The only way to survive is mm -hmm. to eat these rodents and, you know, different okay. small animals and stuff. All right. But what were we literally just talking about yesterday? Red meat. Yep. Look it up, folks. Look it up. Red meat actually causes swelling in the brain. Inflammation. Yep. It causes brain inflammation. You don't know. You don't know. Yep. But I'm not saying the melon heads are aliens, but aliens. Close enough. Thank yeah. you, Giorgio Tsoukalos. Yeah. Aliens. Aliens. So let's uh, let's talk to moving forward. the next moving forward. So this this uh, story is pretty interesting because yeah. it goes back a long ways, and the initial mm -hmm. story was I I think I think from a from an analytic standpoint, it's just BS to tell you the truth. But well, here's the thing. I so this is this is the the black dog of Hanging Hills. Right now, Hanging Hills. This is what I. Uh, I'm such a nerd. I'm such a nerd. Okay. Hanging Hills is in South Central Connecticut. Now, there's a series of volcanic rock ridges, and yep. it overlooks the towns of Meridian, Southington, and Berlin. I I think it's Southington. I wouldn't say Southington. Yeah, Southington. Um, so the ridges, known as Hanging Hills, they are approximately, they were formed, excuse me, about 200 million years ago during the Triassic and Jurassic periods. So, and it's characterized by linear ridges and cliff faces. So it's like ancient volcanoes. Oh, that's pretty cool. So that that's really, really cool. And again, this goes back to colonial times, this legend of the black dog. Yep. Yep. So and, it's, it's about a hundred years ago um, in back in 18, the 1890s. Right, but the legend, that was a first written thing about it, but the legend yeah. goes back to colonial. And if you think about where are the colonists coming from, okay? And if you go on our traditional legends website, there is a uh, a blog about the graveyard Grimm, which is a black dog, yeah. a spectral black dog who guards the graveyard. So I can see where this legend came over well you got you got black coyotes too or black wolves you know okay yeah could be could be a number of different things could be someone saw a wolf a yeah. black wolf and i mean here's the thing they say it's a small dog but they're like oh it's about two feet long that is not a small dog right that is not small but i digress but they they said that this uh in the 1890s this uh, u.s geologist mm -hmm. with uh with the uh, it was with the initials FS. Yeah, um, something you know what I don't know what it was about the eight the yeah. late eighteen hundreds. People went by their first two initials because yeah. even um, I have my grandmother, excuse me, my great grandmother's autograph book from the turn of the century, eighteen nineties into the nineteen hundreds, mm -hmm. and that's literally how people sign their names: their first and middle initial, and then their last name. And walking through the old graveyard back home, that's how it is on the yeah, yeah, it is weird. Well. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe it was fashionable. Maybe, maybe that it was. that's yeah. what was, you know, all new and neat and cool. Maybe it was like you know, uh, yeah, maybe it was like proper 
or something like that. Oh, or maybe, and you know this, if you've done any genealogy, every freaking male in the family has the exact same first name. Yeah, I know. It was all juniors, seniors, thirds, fourths, fifths. Right, right. So maybe that was a way of differentiating as well. Possibly, possibly. Who knows? But yeah, he mm-hmm. uh he he went through um this wooded area and uh he he saw the this black dog mm-hmm. and um followed him around for a little bit and then disappeared unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. No trace, no tracks, no nothing. So he comes back with his friend, uh or you know, as a um collaborator or cohort, uh Herbert Marshall to try to find him again. And uh, they saw him again for the second time, and even Herbert's third time. But the thing of it is, Herbert died. He fell off a cliff Mm -hmm. and kaplooey, and they think that it might have been the black dog to do it. So there's a lot of speculation there. Well, there's a a legend. Um, Let me see, what is it? Meet him once, he'll bring joy. Meeting twice will bring sorrow, and facing it a third time will ultimately result in death. But there, there's a similar, yeah. similar. This is what happens when your brain goes faster than your mouth. There is a similar uh, rhyme for crows. Ah, yes, very similar, and they are black too. Exactly, they are darkness. Now they are fear. Fun fact. I have actually seen a black dog. It's I was in Texas. Yeah, but isn't it isn't it with black cats too? Well, black cats Similar? have have earned like the um bad luck, yeah. uh witches familiar, things like that. And my little black kitty is my little familiar. So yeah. but I have seen a black dog. Um I was living in Texas at the time, many, many moons ago, and I happened to look out the window and this Big black shaggy dog appeared out of nowhere in the empty lot, trotted off hmm. and then disappeared. But like I had a lot of weird, funky stuff happening to me in Texas. But my vibe off of it was it was like a guardian spirit. Yeah. That was just my vibe off of it. I don't get well. Native Americans, from... you know, felt that way too. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, I I think. It resonates with me. <laughs> it resonates. <laughs> but speaking of Native Americans, yeah, yeah, it used to be. Um, I believe it was Mohawk land, Dudley Town, Dudley Town, yes, Dudley Town, yes. It was um, prior to being Dudley Town. It was part of Mohawk Nation. So this is a very interesting story. Very interesting story because this goes back, you know, to, uh, you know, to the early settlements and, uh, you know, the, the, it was, it was cursed land, yada, yada, yada. Which makes so much more sense than anything else. You do not mess with Native American curses. I'm just saying y'all. But it grew, it grew to notoriety Mm -hmm. probably in the mid nine or in the mid, uh, uh, 1900s. Okay. Uh, probably towards the seventies. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Because uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren actually uh, declared it demonic, pos- demonically possessed. Okay, land. look, I know how much you love the Warrens. 
but I think they just went a little overboard well, with their demons. Well, think about it. Think about it. Okay. It's Indian land. Uh-huh. What is, what is synonymous with Indian land? Wendigos. So it could have been a Wendigo in that mm-hmm. land because there's a Wendigo mm-hmm. in Gettysburg, too. That's true. And that's, that's that true. was Indian land as well. So Exactly. I mean, this could be keeping our white butts off of that land. Exactly. You know, stay exactly. away. Because I think it had been um, sacred land to the yep. Mohawk Nation. So, but, okay, here's the thing. What did we just talk about? We talked about the black dog. Uh, the Graveyard Grimms, yeah. that black dog was there to protect the graveyard. So, so therefore, it would make sense. Yeah, this yeah. Is our so sacred land. Early 1740s, mm-hmm. it was it was um, settled and yeah. it made this little village. And then mm-hmm. uh, around the 1800s, it was abandoned. No, wait a minute. Get this though. So it is situated in a valley known as the dark, dark entry forest. I love it. I love it. That's. Tell me that is not Grimm's fairy tales that is really right cool. there. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And you know, you know who owns it right now? No. Who? It's a, uh, it's a collective and they're oh. called, um, uh, let me see. Uh, yes. The dark entry forest, in case you're wondering, is in Northwestern Connecticut. Um, as far as I know, it's abandoned and it is quite literally a ghost town yeah it's a it's a ghost town but it's owned by the dark was it the dark forest entry Mm -hmm. dark entry forest dark entry forest incorporated interesting (laughs) it's a it's a group of philanthropists that are that own the the land right now and they they closed it off literally because of well, vandalism yeah, vandalism. Yeah. it's like people people come on be smart be smart that was when we were teaching uh paranormal investigations 101 that was one of the things be smart don't trespass but you know it's funny as um uh just as a side note mm-hmm. um you know when we were putting this together you you i didn't even have input on dudley town and you put it into the notes here and mm-hmm. uh, I I had a really good um, colleague, uh, Dave Umbria, and we all know Dave Giuliano. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they actually went up with a with a group of people, group of investigators, and actually investigated this back in the nineties. Oh wow! Interesting. In the late nineties, I think ninety nine, they went up there. Gotcha. So gotcha. Uh, yeah, I didn't go. Um, but uh yeah they they all went up to Connecticut. I think it was like just like uh like five or six. But they said they got really cool stuff happen all super around there. Super cool, super cool. Yeah. You know, I mean I I'm iffy knowing about the Native American side of it. I think personally I would leave it alone. Yeah, um the the main reason why Umbria wanted to go up there was he was oh, yeah. stu- he was a student of the Warrens. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So he's yeah. he's the main he's the main uh, reason how I met Ed and Lorraine. Okay. So yeah, and I had a I had a phone conversation with Ed right before he passed. Gotcha. You know, God, God rest wow. soul. But uh, yeah, wow. it's uh, it was uh, pretty interesting stuff. And well, I mean, here's the thing: if if this is a legitimate haunting, whether it's a curse or 
quote unquote witchcraft or, you know, here's the thing. They think that, um, so they think that the town's founders were descendants of Edmund Dudley, who was a British nobleman that was executed for treason during the reign of King Henry the eighth. Yeah. Um, I'm trying not to sing. Um, <laughs> eighth I am. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Hermits. Yeah. Herman's Hermits. I'm Henry the Eighth. I am. <laughs> yeah, get that out of your head. You're welcome. Um, so anyway, uh, they say that these descendants were cursed. Yeah, and it yeah, was definitely. this curse that resulted in failed crops, mental health issues, um, violent deaths within the community. Um, you know, actually, just reading over that, I'm like. Could the crops have been poisoned with like some sort of funky mold that messed with people's heads? Or Possibly, you know, anything can happen um, in a valley, right? Within two mountainous regions. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and, and we don't know. Like, was their crop infested with something? What yeah. have you? Yeah, Come definitely. on, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. You get your butts out there and you try to farm today. Good luck. Yeah, with machinery. Um, yeah, with regular imagine machinery. doing it back then. They're doing it with plows and freaking horses or donkeys. Right, and you got to tent this crop 24-7. Yep. It's, you know, um, so if it was something as simple as that, yes, I would totally be down for an, for an investigation, check it out. Um, but if it was something that was honestly previously Native American sacred land yep. and it was a i I don't even want to say a curse upon the land i think it was just this was their sacred territory and you don't muck with it oh yeah definitely i i just think i think it's um i think it's protected right right got a security guard next to it you know exactly it's like you come into the area and you know the the native americans um they've put very strong uh, protections and hexes mm-hmm. in their in their burial then, areas as well right. as their their living areas. And that's the thing, you know, if it's a sacred area area, that means it's a probably a burial site. Yep. And let me ask you this: Are you going to put down roots and go farm on a in a cemetery? Oh Just hell no! Asking. Oh hell Just no! I, I know, I know. In New Jersey, they tried to do a uh, highway through it, and <laughs> like several people died doing the uh, the highway. You don't do it. I mean, all right, let, let's let be straight. Let's be straight. Everything is built on dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Flat out. You know, I I truly believe that because bones disintegrate. We've been here how many millions of years, so on and so forth. It's, it's going to happen. But if a plot of land is set aside as a sacred land, you are... For a cemetery or a graveyard, yep. you are putting your energy, your psychic and emotional energy into that. Yeah. And therefore, that does create something. So I would say, leave it. Yeah, leave it. Leave please. it. I mean, our local fire department, and listen, if there's anybody local out there listening and you have any experience with the fire department, the the old Presbyterian church was there mm-hmm. and the cemetery. Our local fire department is built on the cemetery. Nice. 
It is built on the cemetery. And what I was told was that, yes, of course, the bodies are still there because everything was so disintegrated, they couldn't move them, which I find a little bit funny because they're finding these these bones that are like thousands of years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are. I, I think it's just look. <laughs> I think they were just being lazy pods. So yep. I'm wondering if there's any um, hauntings at the firehouse. Yeah, definitely. So next week, yes, we will be talking about Rhode Island. Rhode Island. The, the state that you can drive through in a half hour. Yeah, if you blink, you're going to miss it. Yep, yep. It's like that one... one uh, that one horse town. But watch, so. watch. This is probably going to be the state that we have like so much oh, yeah, right. funky information about. So as always, please remember to rate, review, subscribe to, or follow this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brandy. And I'm John. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to Traditional Legends Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, have a question for Brandy or John, or a suggestion for a new podcast, email us at contact at traditionallegends.com, or send us a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or directly on our website. Be kind, and thank you for listening again.